Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Wonder World podcast. I'm Pam. And I'm Olivia. And this is the third week of October 2023. We have some interesting celebrations to share with you this week. October 16th is Dictionary Day. October 17th is Farmer's Day. October 20th is Information Overload Day. And October 21st is National Apple Day, which is perfect for fall. Oh, yes, that is perfect for fall. I love that. And man, do I feel that information overload day. Well, this week in history, during this week in 1869, a hotel in Boston, Massachusetts, became the first in the USA to install indoor plumbing. That is something we can all be thankful for. And also during this week in 1933, basketball was introduced to the Olympic Games by the Berlin Organization Committee. That is so interesting. That is really cool. I especially like that indoor plumbing. Oh, yeah. Famous birthdays this week include poet and playwright Oscar Wilde, who was born on October 16th in 1854, Alfred Nobel, a chemist and engineer, and the man who established the Nobel Prizes. He was born on October 21st in 1833, and October 21st in 1956, actress Carrie Fisher, who starred as Princess Leia in Star Wars, was born. Our word of the week is mesmerize. Mesmerize means to hold the attention of somebody entirely, to interest or amaze someone so much that nothing else is seen or noticed. Maybe you can mesmerize your family with your new vocabulary word this week. See how many conversations you can sneak the word mesmerize into. When you hear of farmers, what do you think about? Do you think about apples, corn, wheat, or pumpkins? Do you think of cows, pigs, horses, and chickens? Maybe you think of big red barns, pickup trucks, and silos. These are all great things and definitely represent a portion of farming. But today we get to learn about the other types of farming around the world. There are so many interesting things that people farm in different countries and regions. Here are some examples. Rice in Asia. Rice is a staple food for billions of people in Asia. It's grown in flooded fields called rice paddies. Rice farming has a rich cultural history in countries like China, India, and Japan. Tea in India and China. India and China are famous for growing tea leaves. Tea is an important part of their culture, and there are many different types of tea, such as green tea, black tea, and herbal tea. Coffee in South America and Africa. Countries like Brazil, Colombia, and Ethiopia are known for growing coffee beans. Coffee is one of the most popular beverages in the world, and each region has its own unique coffee flavors. Cocoa in West Africa. West African countries like Ivory Coast and Ghana are major producers of cocoa beans, which are used to make chocolate. Cocoa farming plays a crucial role in the chocolate industry. As I'm sure you know, chocolate is enjoyed by people all over the world. Bananas in Central and South America. Countries like Ecuador and Costa Rica grow a lot of bananas. Bananas are not only delicious and nutritious, but also an essential source of income for many people. Saffron in Iran. Saffron is a valuable spice that comes from the crocus flower stigma. It's grown in Iran and is one of the most expensive spices in the world. Vanilla in Madagascar. 
Madagascar is known for producing vanilla beans. Vanilla is used in various desserts and flavorings, and Madagascar is a significant global supplier. Silk in China. China has a long history of silk production. Silkworms are raised to produce silk threads, which are used to make luxurious fabrics and clothing. Quinoa in South America. Quinoa is a nutritious grain-like seed that originates from the Andes region of South America. It has become popular worldwide as a healthy food. And lavender in France. France is famous for its lavender fields. Lavender is used in perfumes, essential oils, and various products, and the sight of blooming lavender fields is stunning. Be sure to check out our show notes for a link complete with videos of a lavender farm in Missouri, USA. Now, these are just a few examples of farms around the globe. Farming is not only important for providing food and resources, but also for preserving cultural traditions and biodiversity. Learning about different types of farming can be a fun and educational adventure. According to the internet, what is the most profitable creature urban farmers can raise in the United States? Is it A, honeybees, B, ducks, or C, goats? Keep listening for the answer. You heard us say that this week, people recognize and think about information overload day. One way to reduce the feeling of being bogged down by too much information is to reduce their screen time. Maybe you need a few ideas for fun, screen-free activities. We have some suggestions to share with you. Number one is outdoor exploration. You can go for a nature walk, hike in a nearby park, ride your bike, or have a picnic. Outdoor activities not only provide physical exercise, but also a chance to connect with nature. Number two is creative arts and crafts. Engage in creative activities like drawing, painting, crafting, or sculpting. These activities allow you to express yourself and develop your artistic skills. Number three is reading. Consider setting up a cozy reading nook or building a temporary fort with chairs and blankets. Climb inside with a flashlight and enjoy a variety of books, graphic novels, and magazines. Number four is cooking or baking. Spend time together with your family or friends in the kitchen, preparing a meal or baking some delicious treats. Maybe you want to deliver treats to your neighbors as a fun surprise. Number five is board games and puzzles. These are always a lot of fun and a great way to spend time with those you love. And our bonus tip number six is to listen to the Wonder World podcast and pick a topic from the podcast that interests you. Then either borrow library books or talk to an expert in your area of interest to learn more. Hey, Olivia, why did the farmer bury all of his money? I don't know. To make the soil rich. That's a good one. What is a scarecrow's favorite fruit? I don't know what. Strawberries. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> well, what do you call a cow sleeping at the farm? I I don't know. A bulldozer. <laughs> That's a good one. And now back to our trivia question. According to the internet, what is the most profitable creature urban farmers can raise in the United States? Is it A, honeybees, B, ducks, or C, goats? If you said A, honeybees, you got it right. Apparently, honeybees, chickens, and ducks are the three most profitable animals to raise for the urban farmer. Do you or anyone you know raise any of these creatures? We know people who raise chickens. That is true. Yes, we do. I'm not sure about honeybees or ducks, though, but I do love some honey. 
Yes, honey is really nice. Hey there, Wonderworld listeners. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of online content? Uncertain about what's really educational and safe for your kids? We get it. And that's why we're bringing you the Wonder Kids Club. Every week, alongside our regular Wonder World episode, your child dives deeper into history, science, poetry, and so much more. For just $7 a month, you'll get a curated package of fun activities tailored for each episode. Activities like puzzles, notebooking pages, engaging copywork, coloring pages, nature study, dot to dot, and so much more. As a Wonder Kids Club member, you'll also get bonus audio content every single week, so you have a little something to listen to every day. We'll be expanding on the exciting topics we cover in our episodes, ensuring that your curious explorer gets that extra sprinkle of wonder. Parents, we would love to be your companion in alternatives to screen time. Dive into a world where education meets entertainment. Let's ignite curiosity, foster creativity, and make learning an adventure. Join the Wonder Kids Club today and make every episode an immersive experience. Get more info at wonderworldpodcast.com, and we can't wait to welcome you to the club. Welcome back to the fourth installment of Hansel and Gretel. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the last three weeks' episodes, you should go back and listen to those so you don't miss the beginning of our tale. If you did listen, you will remember that Hansel and Gretel had found a house in the woods made of bread, cakes, and sugar. They met a woman who took them inside and fed them a delicious meal and gave them soft beds to rest their tired bodies. The old woman, although her behavior was so kind, was actually a wicked witch who lay in wait for children and had built the little house on purpose to entice them. When they were inside, she would kill them, cook them, and eat them. And then it was a feast day for her. The witch's eyes were red and she could not see very far, but she had a keen scent like the beast and knew very well when human creatures were near. When she knew that Hansel and Gretel were coming, she gave a spiteful laugh and said triumphantly, I have them and they shall not escape me. Early in the morning, before the children were awake, she got up to look at them, and as they lay sleeping so peacefully with round rosy cheeks, she said to herself, What a fine feast I shall have. Then she grasped Hansel with her withered hand and led him into a little stable and shut him up behind a grating and call and scream as he might, it was no good. Then she went back to Gretel and shook her, crying, Get up, lazy bones. Fetch water and cook something nice for your brother. He is outside in the stable and must be fattened up. And when he is fat enough, I will eat him. Gretel began to weep bitterly, but it was of no use. She had to do what the wicked witch commanded her. And so the best kind of vittles were cooked for poor Hansel, and while Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Each morning, the old woman visited the little stable and cried, Hansel, stretch out your finger that I may tell if you will soon be fat enough. Hansel, however, used to hold out a little bone, and the old woman, who had weak eyes, could not see what it was, and supposing it to be Hansel's finger, wondered very much that it was not getting fatter. When four weeks had passed and Hansel seemed to remain so thin, she lost patience and could wait no longer. Now then, Gretel, cried she to the little girl, be quick and draw water. 
Be Hansel fat or be he lean. Tomorrow I must kill and cook him. Oh, what a grief for the poor little sister to have to fetch water and how tears flow down over her cheeks. Dear God, pray help us, cried she. If we had been devoured by wild beasts in the wood, at least we would have died together. Spare me your lamentations, said the old woman. They are of no avail. Wow, that's a cliffhanger for sure, but that's all we have time for today. What do you think will happen to Hansel and Gretel and the Wicked Witch? Talk to your family and be sure to share your predictions with them. Ask them what they think will happen next and come back to hear more of the story. Thanks for joining us on the Wonder World Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. The reviews you leave help us get the word out about the podcast to more families. And until we meet again, keep wondering.